You are listening to the Novel Writing Podcast, episode three. Grab a cup, cozy up, and let's get to writing. Today's episode is about the top three obstacles holding writers back. Haley, take it away. All right. So you guys, I go a lot of places. I'm just going to preface it with that and say, you know, I go to comic cons all over the place. I set up a booth for the 60 day novel writing challenge. And I have people come up and talk to me all day long. And you know, I, you know, that they want to write a book. They're like, I've had ideas in my head for 10 years, or they're saying, oh, everybody tells me that I should write a book and I really want to. But almost always right after that is comes the big butt, right? And there's usually, I mean, pretty consistently, three major things that people say after that but so the first thing that I hear the most often is people just saying I don't have time and so you know that I absolutely believe you I believe that your time is very limited but you know we do all have the same 24 hours in a day and if you decide that you want to write a book one of the reasons that we came up with the 60-day novel writing challenge is because one of the most difficult parts of having very limited and very precious time is that you can't afford to sit at the computer for that 20 minutes that you can steal away from the day and not know what to do, right? You can't spend all 20 of your precious minutes staring at the screen watching that cursor blink. That is so demotivating and you're probably not going to come back and do it again tomorrow, right? So that when people say that I don't have time, my response is always, okay, I understand that. But if you have any time and you decide that you want to write, this is the best tool that I can give you because every single day has a lesson for you. Every single day has a very specific focus. It has worksheets. So day one is just working on your characters and day five is just working on your plot. So you're never going to sit and stare at a screen and not know what to do because I literally recorded 60 videos in a row for you. You will always know where to go. <laughs> So uh, yes, that is number one is I don't have time. And Colleen, would you like to weigh in as well before I go on to glorious number two? Absolutely. Because like you, I have a really full life and you have consistently told me that I am the most disciplined person that you know, just because you of are. how much that I do. So <laughs> who whoever doesn't know me in real life, I have a full-time job. I have a type one diabetes podcast. I have now this podcast. I fly to Denver at least once a month now for work. So that's a whole week out of the month that is just like toast for anything. I have a coaching practice. I write books, obviously, because I'm an author here. And that's just all of the, the top level things in my life. I also have like church and my family and all the other things that, that normal people have. I have that too. And so when we have this thought in our heads, oh, I don't have time, you just create a self-fulfilling prophecy of creating reasons to not have time. But honestly, like Haley said, we all have 24 hours in a day. We all have 168 hours in a week. So I would challenge you if this is one of your top problems in your, in your brain about not being able to write, do a time audit actually track how you spend your time. And you might be surprised at how much time you can actually find. One of my favorite stories from Laura Vanderkam, who wrote 168 Hours, is one of her clients who was tracking her time at, at that time found seven extra hours in the week that she tracked to deal with a broken water heater. And I guarantee if at the beginning of that week, she had been asked if she had seven hours to sit down and write, like work on a book or a contract or a proposal, she would have been like, oh no, I can't find seven hours. But she found seven hours to work on a broken water heater problem. So we all have a lot more flexibility with time than we think think. It's just a matter of being aware of that and like finding all the little pockets of time that end up disappearing to Facebook or Instagram or whatever phone game you're playing at the moment. Those are my two cents. 
I, and I want to add to that also, this is not my thought, but I don't know who it came from. I read it somewhere, but I, I don't know who to cite. So anyways, I read an article once that said, instead of saying, I don't have time, start rephrasing it to say it's not a priority because you do yes. actually have the time, but you're picking other things above your writing, which in a lot of cases is correct. That is the right thing to do. You know, if you're like caring for a sick loved one or, or there's something that is actually a higher priority, but I would encourage everybody to stop phrasing it as I don't have time and phrase it more correctly as it's just not a priority right now. And if, if that's true and it's just not a priority, then at least, you know, we're being honest with ourselves about it. I'm glad you uh, said not right now at the end of that. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Very important to add that. Okay, okay, what's number two? So number two, the second thing that I hear absolutely the most when I have people talking to me, you know they want to write a book and then you hear that big but and after that is I just can't be, I can't get motivated. I just can't sit down and, and actually do it. And I hear this a lot and I know a lot of you guys out there struggle with it too. I mean, I think we all do. Motivation is tough. And so, you know, again, this is one of the reasons that we created the challenge. I don't know if you guys know this, but if you complete the challenge in 60 days, you get a winner's pin. I mean, seriously, what's more motivating? <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the things that we threw in. You know, when we very first set out to make the challenge, it was like a big brainstorming session of what can we possibly put into this to help get people motivated to actually sit at the computer and write. And I don't know about you guys, but for me, I relate this a lot to like workout programs. So there's a million free apps that can tell you to work out. There's a million free YouTube videos, but having an actual challenge that says you have this many days to do this, it's a finite amount of time. And actually very importantly is that you do pay for it too. It's not part of all that free extravaganza. It's something that's finite. It's a challenge. You pay for it. You get swag at the end if you win. And then also the last thing that we came up with is a support group is a group of writers who are there to help you out and keep you motivated. And, you know, we've talked just briefly about what we offer with the 60 day challenge, but we actually run two different groups. So we have a group that everybody's welcome to join. I mean, you can literally come join us tomorrow. It'd be totally cool. We'd love to see you there. It's just for writers to hang out and make friends and want to be accountable to each other. And then we have our premium group that is a little more on the ball. That's where Colleen is there. And she's reminding you like, hey, I don't know. I, I don't want to, I don't want to steal your words, Colleen. I'll let you talk in a sec. <laughs> but Colleen is there to make sure that it's the real deal and that you really are staying on track. So anyways, that's the second thing. It's just that I can't get myself motivated. And so we really tried to find all of the ways that we could help people to get motivated. And, you know, even if you're not taking the 60 day novel writing challenge, taking those things and using them, finding a group, you know, setting a deadline, finding some sort of challenge that you can give yourself. And definitely I highly recommend finding something you have to pay for because if it's free, I think we all know what happens in the end. Okay, Colleen, take it away. Yeah, it's really important when you have your own skin in the game. That's why, like Haley said, it's important to be paying for something like this. And the thing about motivation is that it's kind of like a hummingbird. It flits in whenever it wants, and then it just leaves whenever you don't expect it to. And so when people, especially writers, are relying on motivation or inspiration to sit down at the computer and write, they're going to end up writing like maybe for a week out of a year and then feel totally dejected the rest of the time. But if we rely on something that's not motivation, then we can end up with a lot of self-discipline around writing. And then we don't get so discouraged and demotivated about not feeling like writing because it's just a habit. None of the big famous writers out there ever just sat and waited for motivation to hit. 
they made it their job to sit down and write. And maybe they wrote a thousand crappy words, which is fine because the first draft is always going to be garbage. And maybe you need to get that thousand words of garbage out to find the 10 words of gold. But you won't be able to do that if you sit around just waiting for yourself to get motivated. Yeah, you can't edit a blank page. So the third one is that, okay, so again, people are at the booth that you know they want to write, you hear the big butt. And the third one is just, I don't know how. I don't know how to get my ideas on paper. I sit down, I get overwhelmed. There are 6,000 things to figure out. And so, you know, again, you guys already know, this is why we made the challenge. I wanted to teach you how to do it. But there are, of course, there's YouTube videos out there and you guys should go search them. Go look, whatever it is that you're having a trouble with. If it's characters, go watch a video about characters. If you're having a trouble, like figuring out what your plot is, go watch some videos about how to construct a plot. Like what is a plot? What does all of this mean? The I don't know how part is something that we can absolutely help you with. There's tons of resources out there, you know, taking classes. The one thing that I wouldn't recommend, and I know I'm, I'm going to get downvoted for this, but you don't need an English degree, you guys. That is the last thing that you need to figure out, to be able to figure out how to write your book. There's so many resources that are here to help you. You know that we are obviously one of them, but there are numerous ones that don't include you needing to go to four years of college. I just, I love throwing that little part in there. And I know it's unpopular with some people, but that is my my humble little opinion about it. So Colleen, what would you like to add to that as well? Well, I'm I'm reading Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic right now, and she makes a point to say that she specifically did not get a creative writing degree in college because she didn't think that she would be able to find her voice by sitting in a tiny room with 15 other aspiring authors also trying to find their voice. So you're absolutely right. We don't need English degrees to to write a novel. People who, and the, the other point she made in that book was, at least when she wrote it, 12 people in America have been nominated for like a literary, like a really big literary award. And several of them did not have any college or high school degrees at all. So you don't have to have any really formal education to be a writer. But for all of my clients who have coached with me, they will know that if you say, I don't know, as an answer to a question, I'm going to stare at you very awkwardly until <laughs> you tell, give me an actual answer. Because when we tell ourselves we don't know how to do something, we block all access to any creativity to actually find the answer. When you tell yourself you don't know how to write a book, you are like, again, self-fulfilling prophecy. You are just making it real that you're not going to ever figure out how to write a book. And so Haley has solved this problem by giving you literally a step-by-step -step guide with a checklist to actually figure out <laughs> oh, how to Oh yeah, you get a checklist. <laughs> you forgot about your own checklist. Yeah, I love that checklist. <laughs> I just forgot to mention it. Yeah, there's a checklist. Okay, sorry, I interrupted. Your turn. <laughs> well, we'll talk about more, more about the checklist next time. But this is the end of the episode now. <laughs> oh, wonderful. It's been great. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us for the Novel Writing Podcast. And remember, your rough draft is supposed to be garbage. The Novel Writing Podcast is a production of Tally Inc. To find out more about our writing resources, including the 60-day Novel Writing Challenge, check out the links in the description.